Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. Roy Hoops. Evening. And Alex Moore. Hello. On the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Reading, preview the game against Preston, amongst other things. Uh, we're going to Fancast news firstly. Siggy mention. Yes. We actually got a mention somehow from Bjorn Sigurdsson. So basically, um, in the days leading up to the game last week, uh, uh, before Reading, Siggy was doing his press rounds, doing his usual interviews, and he did an interview with uh, the Wolves' in, you know, internal comms team, um, and randomly halfway through the interview, he gets asked a question about Fancast. Um, now, if you remember a podcast a few weeks ago, we talked about whether in his rehab time, when he was out on loan, did Siggy actually ever listen to the Fancast? So we set him a challenge we set a challenge. If he scored a goal, we gave him three celebrations. If he did one of those three celebrations, we knew he'd actually listen to the podcast. And we didn't send it to him on Twitter, as far as we're aware. So obviously he hasn't scored yet. Nearly did against Reading, which we'll talk about in a bit. Halfway through this particular interview, he gets asked this question. Because I know you know the boys from the fan cast, and they're all saying, if you score, they're on the pitch. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, they told me the other night that uh, if I would score, I had to do some... Um, some uh, celebration. I can't remember what that, what that was, but uh, that would have been funny because they have been um, on social media supporting a lot. So it would have been great to like do that for them, though. Now, what I like about that is it'd been great if we if I could have done that for them. Yeah. It, Does that mean we're best friends now? Is, is that what you call friend status? I think he's a fancast friend, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. an official fancast friend. Yeah. He's got fancast um, wallpaper and yeah. Yeah. He's got He's got the bed sheets. sheets. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, a fancast calendar that has a different funding on every month. <laughs> we're sorry, we need to start this fancast shop sooner yeah. or later. <laughs> fancast t-shirt. Yeah. We had the car stickers, we just didn't branch out further than yeah. that. Who would be April on the calendar? My birthday's in April. Yeah. So. Alex is April. I'll cover October because that's October. October. Right. March, yeah. I would have had April, so oh, I'll, I don't know. know. Do you fancy being festive? Let's go December. Yeah, December, I am. Yeah. It's not particularly ideal on, on this forum, but I'm sporting a beard at the moment, yeah. so yeah. I'll keep that going until December. Yeah. Uh, from a yeah. uh, audio point of view, it is a good beard. Thank yeah. you. Everyone. Just imagine. imagine yeah. Yeah. It's a solid <laughs> effort, isn't it? Imagine a strong beard, and yeah. Roy is rocking that beard at the moment. I'll take. Well, my birthday's April as well, but I will take start the season August. That's okay. what people want to see at, see, the, end, at the end of their summer holidays, problem, my face. I was going to say, you don't want to be January in case you leave and go to a Bantam, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go to a different podcast and, you know, you'll have traitor right all over your calendar yeah. for 31 days. And... Um, so yeah, Siggy mentioned, which was very nice to see last week. Yeah. So thank you very much, Siggy, and we look forward to scoring that first goal and seeing which of the three celebrations you do. Just in case he now listens to this one, yes. let's make it more complicated for him. Roy, what celebration would you ask Siggy to do if he scored oh, a goal? We're just going to continue to throw him out until he scores. Well, what I'll do is, to make it not put you on the spot, end of the podcast. Mm. Okay. I'll come back to well, you. Yeah. So you have a thing. Do, do you remember a few years ago, I think it was the season we won the championship, and Soccer AM always set like a... Set a celebration the players had to do, and Kevin Foley done it when he scored against Barnsley. Oh, yeah, he did. Was it the um, bus yeah. drive celebration? Yeah. Bus, yeah. So that one, yeah. the bus driver one. Yeah. So what what has he got to do exactly? Basically, sit on the floor and just pretend to drive a car. Okay, basically. good. Yeah. Do players have to be the wheels? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Make could, it more elaborate. That could get complicated. <laughs> if you could get two players and then maybe do front rolls on yeah. either side of him, 
three Wolves players injured their backs this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Royal, come to you in the podcast. Okay, no, no, give, me, give me some time on Give that. Some, yeah. Just interject yeah. halfway yeah. through. Mine was the um, the rodeo dance, oh, where he's yeah. going to pretend the lasso, lasso and like, lasso someone like and pull them in. Toy the assist yeah. maker. Yes. Guessing, yeah. Yours was the kayak. Mine was kayaking, yeah. And um, Rob's was the, the hair tussle. Yeah. Go, in the, go in the audience to the crowd and get someone to tussle his perfect hair. Which I think is perhaps the mm. easiest one for him yeah. to do. I, think I mean, I'm in row AA though, so I'm not keen on that one because I'd rather be, you know... Just physical. I mean, we can meet halfway. I mean, what? meet around M or something. But... It, it doesn't Andy Murray win Wimbledon <laughs> yeah, and jumps can... on the stand? Yeah, we can. I'm, I'm happy to do that as long as I know that's going to happen. I can make my way to a, the end of the row quietly and efficiently. <laughs> we so we're we're going to have to specify what time it is. So, yeah, sometimes I arrive a couple of minutes after yeah. cigars, and so maybe not the oh, first yeah. five minutes. And, you know, if I need to go and beat the traffic, I mean, can gonna, you make it around 20 minutes? I mean, it's going to be an absolute and, nuisance yeah. to scores in front of the North Bank as well. You know what? Just this. Don't, don't worry about celebrating with me. I'll let that go. Just you got to do a kayak celebration. Though. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's see if yeah. he's listening to this and let's see if he does it. Um, this week we did a fancast special interview with Dave Edwards, which you can check out on our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com forward slash WolvesFancast, or check out on our iTunes page as well, which is just search for iTunes, download and subscribe. We talked to him about his latest blog series on his road to recovery from injury, football manager, Euro 2016, amongst other things. Uh, so please do listen. Uh, it was a good interview. Um, and yeah, so. Really, came across really yeah. nice guy if you haven't listened yet. Top guy. Alex, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. There was a genuine uh, coin toss to yeah. decide who should partner with Dave to go. Alex and Reed were the only other two people with me who were available, and it was and it was a coin toss. And it, I reckon you brought that dodgy double edged coin after Delboy. Yeah. Mrs. E was the uh, adjudicator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have filmed it. You <laughs> should confirmation. <laughs> It can get quite nasty in the group chat. <laughs> or under like an FA Cup draw. Yeah. Is, so, yeah, so please do listen to SoundCloud and iTunes just search for Wolves Fancast. Now, let's go on to proper news. And Courtney Horse and Jordan Graham have both signed new extended deals. Uh, Graham, four and a half years taken to 2020. And Courtney Horse, three and a half years taken to 2019. Uh, good for the club to tie down these youngsters to long-term deals? Definitely. Um, I mean... Halls was linked to some big clubs uh, over the summer. I think it was linked to like Newcastle and Everton. However, yeah. and know. some big clubs as well. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Arsenal were in yeah. there as well. Yeah, like well. you know, I mean, however tenuous those rumours are, they're there for a reason, I guess. Mm. Um, and I don't think he's top quality just yet, but he's got the potential to go as far as he mm. wants to. Um, I think the Graham one's more interesting, purely because he's played. What is it? Eight games, mm. Mm. and okay, he did very well for those eight yeah. games, and but he, he gets four and a half years. Yeah, um, <laughs> and like I know his contract was up at the end of the season. Mm. I think anyway, we didn't have long left. Um, but again, it's great to have a player with you know who's still young, you know, time down to a significant period of time, even if as the current model goes, we mm. sell him in a year and a half. But we will have the backing of a long. Make the contract yeah, on yeah. that, so you know. I think I've, it's good for a club that we're still investing in good young British players as well. Mm. And I think well, the cynic in us as well 
I think it's, it's, it's nicely timed as well. Who knows that this, this wasn't agreed some time ago. And mm. I guess there's a bit of cynicism thinking, well, we'll come on to it in a little while, but the early bird coming up, January signings. <laughs> you know, it'll be a case of we'll add that into the boot as well about securing our young starlets for further deals. However, I, I thought about when it was announced earlier today, because it was unusual in terms of obviously the players being injured and, and Graham more so for a longer time, but... It's kind of the Wolves thing that they do. I remember they seem to give a contract out to say, you know, someone like Price who comes through the academy, and they must have conversations early on to say, if you prove yourself, we'll then upgrade you effectively mm. to mm. a longer term contract. Obviously, it's going to be we're making the assumption that financially they're going to get a better deal of it. So, I think it's a big part of keeping players happy. Um, so I, I, I would imagine that although Graham's not played a lot, they've seen something in him now. Mm. It seems unromantic to say, but we're kind of protecting our investments, aren't yeah. we? Mm. So, yeah, that'd be the other spe- spectacle, spectacle, sceptical thing that people would say is that we're perhaps tying them down to long-term deals so we can get a guaranteed fee from them in the future. No, oh, we are. I don't yeah, think that's think, necessarily yeah. a bad thing, no. is it? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, there's countless players in sort of history have sort of gone off on a free transfer especially being young and you know you'd get money through a tribunal mm. but it's nowhere near as much as you'd get uh, just letting them go on a free you know it makes almost sense just to make sure we've got mm. that security um, I mean, look at Suarez when he was at Liverpool and he mm. extended his deal went to Real Madrid I know there was Barcelona. a whole biting thing but Barcelona it, oh Barcelona what's yeah. Real Madrid <laughs> Ooh, I was going to say, we could have been getting some tweets <laughs> then. Make you pass me by. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, they, I know yeah. they had the boy thing, but it was a guaranteed Fab- way of getting money in. Fabian Delft did the same thing this summer, didn't he? Mm. Where I think his contract was effectively running out and he signed a four-year deal just to make sure the club essentially secured mm. um, you know, some money for him. And I think it's you know, cynical and sceptical, but at the same time, it works for parties because we get money and they yeah. still get to go off. And that was great. Up. I love that whole early bird thing that Rice just said there. Like, you know, a fan would say, no, I'm, I'm not going to renew early bird. Do you know where Jordan Graham signed a new contract? Yeah. I've, just, I've just renewed my early bird. Because <laughs> I was going to say, because the logic of that is, well, he's injured for nine months, but if I get an early bird, it covers me for like two thirds of the season where he might be playing. So it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but the, the other news is uh, we're, we're going back to takeover corner, takeover rumours. Where um, if I've got the jingle for that, <laughs> yeah. it's time for takeover rumours. <laughs> Regan's always the best for the. Yeah. Yeah. We need to uh, we need to think of a jingle for that one. Uh, we'll just hire someone to do the jingle. Uh, so former, I'm going to see if I can get all these tweets right. So former bassist for Deep Purple, I believe that yeah, was the yeah, did. Yeah. Glenn Hughes, big Wolves fan, lives in LA now. Um, was sending some somewhat cryptic tweets over the last couple of days, almost suggesting that he might be part of some kind of investment or takeover consortium uh, for Wolves. Now, this might or might not, because he had a picture taken with them, so everyone makes assumptions, uh, be with Robbie Keane. uh, And also another gentleman called um, Kemsley, or Paul Kemsley, if I uh, bring up the tweets now. So basically, he started a couple of days ago where someone had asked him about, would, you, would it be possible for you to basically take over Wolves? So yeah, because a fan just asked him. Randomly, sort of, yeah. Really randomly. He's been sort of half-linked. Uh, I had heard a link, the link before, but yeah. with Keane, you probably heard it. Uh, as Keane is like the face and the figure, the figurehead behind the bid. 
Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if it's one of those lazy ones because obviously Robert Plant gets mm. linked every time there's a takeover. You know, he's, but he yeah, know. but he's been quite vocal over the last kind of forty eight hours about things. But and he'll come back with comments like this: no comment, but good times ahead for Wolves fans. <sighs> he'll also say things like uh, somebody asked Stay him. Yeah, stay tuned. Or somebody asked him, we really need your help. Can you phone Kino? We need you guys to buy us a club ASAP. Working on it, watch this space. Um, he also says, uh, back to us, stay tuned, Wolves fans. Now, you, you can't. And then, and then somebody who asked him the original question, because somebody saw a picture of him with Kino and his, his Kensley uh, gentleman, um, actually tweeted back and just said that, you know, it, let's stop the speculation. English businessman. Okay. I should probably go into a bit more detail than just English business. <laughs> yeah. I had all this. Setup. He used to be the vice chairman of Tottenham Hotspur and ah. is currently uh, the chairman of um, New York Cosmos. If that's the same, Paul Kelsey, yeah. who was at the top of. He was basically having a conversation with someone um, about that original photo, and, and that person's come back and said, I think we need to stop this speculation. I was just making a joke. Uh, Glenn Hughes supports Wolves, so they're perhaps suggesting that. Then he support Wolves. People are just trying to put two and two, two together. It's not really going to happen. But since then, he's still he's tweeting stuff about you know something going on. So he says uh, he said today and a couple of hours ago from recording this podcast, uh, warmer, my fellow Wolves fans. Fingers crossed. We want the best for our mighty Wolves. Now it would be odd for someone in Glenn's position to really troll his own fans, yeah. suggesting some kind of takeover, or it could be. He's over the other side of the pond. He's just having a bit of fun. It feels like if he is part of the consortium, he is very much trying to skirt any confidentiality agreements that are in place, which I'm pretty sure there are. Mm. Um, I cannot imagine Jez Moxie being the type of guy who, if there are people who are interested in taking over, you're going to be allowed to shout out Mm. about it. That's why I think the tweets seem kind of very misleading almost yeah. to a certain extent but they're not saying yes we are doing this it's something might be happening mm. you know it's who knows mm. I mean mm. It, it's it, he's going to have to be part of the consortium just because you know the amount of money that needs investing um, you know we would there'd need to be about five other people mm. of that calibre which is perhaps where this this, this Kemsley character comes mm. in he would perhaps be the what the financial, the running side of the business, as it mm. were. It just seems odd for me for someone in his perhaps position. It would be very un- unsavoury for someone to really troll his own fans and yeah. have a laugh. To that extent, if he said the one thing and never said anything mm. again, fair enough, but to really continue it, it, to it do would it. It's more than one to more than. It's more than one tweet to more than one account as well, because there's been yeah. a couple sort of where a fan cast to be mentioned, there's been a couple to other people. Um, so, you know, I, to be fair, I do genuinely think he's probably is part of a consortium. You know, whether it, whether it's with Paul Kelmsley or, or Kemsley or whatever his name is, or Robbie mm. Keane, I can't imagine just from that photo evidence alone, purely because it looks like they're just chilling at a party. Um, yeah, I think um, the, the, this person who originally tweeted him as well said that they'd just joined up to go to watch the Super Bowl together. Yeah, basically. It, it, it looks like it looks in, like an incredibly, like I say, it's, it's not like a business like you take a photo before a uh, business meeting or anything like that but um, no and also Bobby Keane's still playing mm. like I know he's retirement know. venture perhaps when he finally hangs his boots up 
Potentially. When he stops but, getting MVP for yeah. the MLS. When he stops scoring like every other game or, you know, whatever it is. And nothing fully adds up about it and mm. I think that's probably because they are trying to skirt around, mm. you know, any sort of confidentiality malarkey. Mm. I think that the key there and I think I think what, what Dave's um, alluding to there is I hope we're not clutching at optimistic mm. straws here, mm. but he doesn't fit the profile of a wind up merchant. Mm. There's nothing really in it for him to send these um tweets. He doesn't really fit the, the purpose. He's obviously had a successful career um, and I don't see the logic in him winding up and, as you say, mm. trolling Wolves fans. So there may be some substance in it and kind of he's maybe towing the line and wants to say something, he's dying to and wants to give people a bit of comfort to say there's something out there and then he's having to then bring that back because he's putting his professional mm. head on. We're making assumptions, but... I'm hoping there's something in it because it's mm. exciting. Um, yeah. but Especially with Early Bird around the corner. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. could we be hoping for a... Um, it's probably a big plan. Robert. Uh, yeah. 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 It's all been an elaborate plan by Wolves. Yeah. 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 They announced, oh, we've got a new owner, and then next day, oh, Early Birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jess calls Glenn up. Uh, Glenn, I've got, oh. an idea, I've got an idea for you. I just yeah. want to see what Just you could do with this. Hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a well constructed like um, promotion for a TV campaign. Just little teasers yeah. at the start. Get people soaked. Up. I cannot imagine Jess Moxie doing anything that diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with Rich, I agree with you in a sense of. If he's trying to allude to some kind of takeover that he may or may not be involved in, for him to try and suggest it now very publicly mm-hmm. would go against any kind of confidentiality that Wolves would be saying to people, yeah, can you, you can have a look at the record. Because I know... Don't don't tell anyone you're doing this. I can imagine there being some incredibly kind of strict mm. legal things about, you know, takeover bids and stuff like mm. that, especially if there's more than... One party competing, because I know there was something similar with the Albion. Mm. Um, yeah, because recently. you get exclusivity, don't you, at some yeah. point if you... And I'm sure that like they might be sort of the leading contenders, and it's sort of mm. now that they're almost at the point where they can officially shout out that they're in contention, but can't... He might be trying to force a hand here, though, yeah. and he might be trying to Skate imply... Public. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and perhaps play a little bit of poker with... Jez and, and the board, if there is a genuine mm. interest there, and try and sow a seed. Yeah, it'd be interesting whether, if nothing comes of this, and then let's say, I hypothetically, in a year's time, Wolves get a new owner, he could just say, "Well, yeah, I, I just said stay tuned because I thought we might get an owner." In. Yeah, he could easily. He, he could. He hasn't said enough in these tweets to suggest something is going to happen. He could easily turn yeah. around and go, "I said all this because I was just being optimistic that yeah. Wolves would get an owner." It's a, there is a clever or way. He knows him. a guy who knows a guy who's yeah. like you know an American investor who has asked him because he's a Wolves mm. fan and just been like you know I might know something that's happening. And back on the Paul Kemsley bit, I'm just just going through the, the tweets. There, he mm. d- did favourite a tweet where someone said that Paul Kemsley is an English businessman, and it makes you think if he's tweeting, if he's favouriting a tweet like that's like that, mm. is there involved there? Who knows? Let's Are we reading conspiracy yeah. theories? You yeah. be really overthinking this. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't feel oh. like it. Does yeah. it? Yeah. We all love a good conspiracy theory. I mean, yeah. I, I can't see back down the rabbit hole, but I'm assuming we're uh, you know quite yeah. focused yeah. down. They haven't asked us to be part of consulting yet. Yeah. I think that's uh, quite poor. Of them. Well, you might want us to be official media partners of Wolves when yeah, he takes we, over. Just just, uh, just put that out there, Glenn. You can find all our fees yeah. on our website. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping for sort of a right if 
Glenn Hughes is part of a any sort of consortium. Mm. I want a Robert Plant consortium as well. Yeah, rival. And they have, a, they have like a ba- like a battle of the band situation <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch at Molyneux. Yeah, they can both have half the pitch each and. I think this is... Jess can sell yeah. tickets. It's yeah. going to work. Yeah. Part of the early yeah. scheme. <laughs> I think this has more excitement than maybe kicking a ball into a shed at half-time. Yeah. You know, an actual... We run. could, do, we could yeah. do it and, like, you know, you could have, like, a applause-ometer that, you know... You do, could like, X-Factor kind of judging yeah. panel with all... Like, like the voice with the uh, the buzzers. Yeah. Who would be on that, audio, that judging panel? Oof. I think bully, <laughs> bully has to be well, one, surely. Bully. Bully I just like. imagine 10,000 people in the South Bank with the Baxter, <laughs> the players, and many times, and actually, I'm not turning round. I, I mean, Je- Jez would be the Simon Cowell if it wouldn't Yeah, Jez would have to be in it. Bully would be in it. You need... You'd have some... You need the random kind of person that he's got some connection to. So John DeWolf, perhaps. John yeah, DeWolf no, no, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Just because... <laughs> And one more first. Well, you need a female. You, Susie Perry. Susie Perry, yeah. Go. Well, there we go. Beverly Knight. Oh, that's a yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, so that's two. Who would, would host it? Would that not uh, Dave. <laughs> well, uh, I can't hit <laughs> <laughs> Look over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that, would that be Susie Perry? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There we you go. Could co-host. Yeah, you could do like the. Uh, I'd be the Ollie Murs. You could do the IT. Screw up all the lines. Yeah, you could do the ITV two section like afterwards. You just can see Dave underneath next to the mall and you put put in his CV. I want this job. I don't see how that idea cannot work to decide new owner. I don't see any flaws. Right, business plan, everyone. We're putting this together. So on Saturday, Wolves made it three draws in a row with a nil-nil away draw to Reading at the Majeski Stadium. Uh, perhaps Wolves had the better chances and should have gone on to win the win the game, but nil-nil, we get a point. Oh well, Alex, you were the podcast representative. Uh, oh, hang that, on. And Roy was there. Yes. Sorry, yes, well. sorry. Yeah. We have more than one person that went to the away game. This is really good. See you all in ten. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> So Roy and Alex, you were both the uh, fan cast representatives uh, that game. I've got some points to go through, uh, but generally, what did you think of the game? I think it was an equal game. I think both teams realistically both deserved a point. I don't think you could either say one was a standout winner. But um, I think you just had two mediocre teams against each other, so mm. it was pretty much the, what you expected. But I think the, the James Henry miss, I think that just summed up our season a little bit, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And you think, Christ, why didn't you just lather it straight? Just well it, put your foot through it. It's like it's in slow motion. Yeah. I don't, know, sure I don't what, understand what? why you like slow down for. And then he was just like, in the stand, he was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh oh, oh. That, and that, then yeah, the that shot of Siggy when he went, oh, what'd you do that? And then <laughs> you nearly hit it for a corner. And he was like, oh, God. That Henry mix, I hadn't realised that had happened until late that night. And I saw the vine that I think yeah. you retweeted. And I must have watched it 20 times thinking, how is he... How he missed that? I can understand if he hit it wide at the post, but the fact that he's actually let the goalkeeper get back into the goal. Yeah, I can understand the bounce. He's, he's waiting for the bounce to come, but he's almost yeah. taking too long, and he's mm. hit it into the ground too yeah. softly. I almost watched it so many times thinking, one of these times it's going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... And I, I think before... When I saw the result, I thought, OK, nil-nil, OK. But when I saw he missed that shot, I thought... We should have won this game. Roy, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, Alex has summed it up perfectly there. But I think all I would add to that is, you're right, two mediocre sides and, and Reading were particularly poor. Um, but I think 
the the concern really I had is that it wasn't an um, ambitious performance from us. I think they were really there for the taking. And I think in previous years against Reading sides that have been better than the current team because they're in a bit of a transitional period, we probably would have gone clean sheet, points at Reading. That's a good result. Mm. Yeah. But I was disappointed because in terms of the context of the game, whilst the draw arguably was a fair result, if we would have been a little bit more ambitious, if Jacket would have been a bit more proactive with his substitutions... I mean, the crowd were getting restless in their way and chanting, can he make a change? And I think, you know, we should have took an opportunity there to, to get three points. So in a, in a typical season when we're doing well, you go, OK, we'll take that point, a clean sheet, a bit of confidence. But where we're at, I just thought we should have committed more to the performance. I mean, just before we came on, I mean, Alex had a quick chat about Savile and that performance as kind of split opinion, mm-hmm. I think. For me personally, I thought it was, it was a decent performance. I thought Landell played well. Um, and Cigars, who I'm sure we'll come on to, was probably his best game since coming back. Um, so there were some positives within that. But ultimately, I just thought it was a bit of a pre-season game, wasn't it, really? Yeah, so it was, I mean, the, the atmosphere wasn't as electric as you'd want it to be. Yeah. I think the, it was just a flat game and you was just kind of... It's just Look, like looking at your watch, waiting for the game yeah. to finish. Yeah. It feels yeah. like almost both teams' performance just clocked in now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're yeah. we're not going to get relegated. I think we need. I think it's about ten more points to technically mm. be secure. We'll be over fifty point mark. I think Reading are around the same sort of level. It just feels like both. Like you say, Reading are in transition. We're definitely in a transition yeah. period, which I'd like to hope anyway. And I just like, well, we'll just amble it about and not try and be a bit adventurous and well, play with a bit of freedom and enjoy yeah. yourself on the pitch. They, they could have literally got the two captains together with five minutes into the game, shook hands and said, shall we just go? Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was that sign of, well, we're not really going to really commit and bust a gut to get a win. I don't think you are. It's quite a cold Might day. Let's <laughs> bring the tickets. Let's get back on the coach and let's go home. There's a carpet right yeah. outside. I need to get my yeah. delay done. Can we just, just go? You, um, you said about Savile... Um, you thought as well, Alex, and now you're the opposite. I mean, it, it wasn't Is it because a... you were separated at birth. It wasn't meant as an insult at no. all, but I generally uh, can see I a bit of, kind of, of see it, yeah. George Savile. Oh, I've, been, I've been compared to some. Oh, somebody said I look like Rodney from Malmyfield's Narcissus. So might be a little bit of a. Really? Yeah. I, can't yeah. see that. I can't see that. I'm not that ugly, oh. by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't a terrible game. It wasn't a disaster. It wasn't like Middlesbrough away when you played on like the left wing and everybody was like, "What the hell's he doing?" But yeah, yeah, like you said. But I think if in a better team he would have stood out as like a really poor player. Mm. But I think because like you said, two mediocre teams and no really nobody really stood out. It feels so, yeah. like we can't just keep pushing him out of position. Mm. So I mean. When he played last season, he essentially played an attacking mid, which clearly isn't his position. He goes, he plays one game in the cup against was it Barnet we played, mm. and he did okay. He spread the ball around quite nicely in a slightly deeper position. Didn't have a terrible game. Um, gets played out on the left wing, I think it is against Middlesbrough, as you say. Yeah. Then gets shipped off to Millwall to the league below. Plays in centre midfield in his natural position, does well for six weeks, mm. comes back, then gets played attacking mid for ten minutes against QPR, 
left mid for 10 minutes against Bolton. Mm. And, you know, it, I don't rate him or, you know, think he's a great, great player, but we've invested a fairly decent-sized chunk of money. Yeah, about a million yeah. pounds, I think. Yeah, it? and it feels odd that, you know... We're just not playing him in his actual position. Almost and, trying, almost just to try and find a use for him. Yeah, and it feels like, well, at that point, we might as well just cut yeah. our losses and actually play square pegs in square mm. holes because one of the most frustrating things as a Wolves fan or probably even a football fan, fan is to see a decent player just being shunted out of position mm. just to accommodate things. You know, it's not good for anyone involved. It's like, I'd rather not see him play... Than and have someone who's potentially less, you know, either quality wise, mm. but can actually play in that position, play there, you know, and he's not going to get past McDonald in this team. Mm. He's probably in centre midfield. He's almost certainly behind Cody and Price. But how can like we judge him as a player if we don't ever see him actually play in mm. centre midfield? And you know, he hasn't got a great reputation with the fans, but. That surely can't be helped by him not being mm. played in a good position, in his right position. Was it um, the, the team selection beforehand? Seeing him start into the Mason dropped after a game was that perhaps just tactical? I for think Jackies? it was, yeah, because like Mason's obviously been brought in as a number ten, like mm. an attacking midfielder role, and then he played a formation that didn't have an attacking midfielder role. Mm. So it was kind of like, well, I mean, I'm going to play Sigurdsson because he's like more out and out striker. And you're more of a number ten, so I'm going to play the striker, mm. and I'm not playing. The do you think that's 10, something so. he's going to do more away from home? But it'll sort of go. I mean, it wasn't four four two against Army Bolton, but you know you had Mason dropping off. Do you I, think sort of we'll do that was, at home and then away? I think he was quite three. keen because obviously he tried that formation against Bolton and it clearly didn't work, and he had to make a change. And then everybody saw the formation and was like, "What the hell is he doing?" As he lost the plot, and you're thinking. You, against one of the worst teams in our league, probably maybe the football league, they've only won two games all season. One against us, and he didn't work. <laughs> so he's obviously got to make a change. And when yeah. he makes a change, everybody's on his back. I'm not Kenny Jackett's big, biggest fan, clearly, but when it's something didn't work, he's obviously got to change. Mm. And then he makes a change, and everybody's unhappy with it. So thing that sort of not confuse, confuses me, I guess, is probably one of the best performances I've seen us put in. Um, was on Zero's debut. Mm. Um, who I can't was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when actually we played direct fast football with two forwards, you know, with Van Lepau and Zero, but both of them were looking to get in behind. Mm. You know, almost Leicester City esque. Um, I didn't think I'd be saying that, <laughs> um, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like Barcelona, but yeah, but that's when we, yeah, it's yeah. like it's when they beat yeah. Barcelona in the Champions League next season. Yeah. Yeah. You'll start going, what is going on in football? Mm. And like. Uh, you know, Jamie Vardy on Tuesday night, yeah, he, he has for years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, at that game, we actually looked like a team who was more direct and more intent on scoring goals, which is frankly what you go and watch football for. I did like the formation. I mean, I th- the only changes I'd make is maybe bring Williamson, Williamson mm. in for Bath, because I don't really rate Bath. I will talk about that in a bit as well. And then um, maybe, obviously, drop Savile for Price, because I think he's a bit more of a better fit. And then I think the way he played, he had two wingers that can play with stackers. And obviously I'd keep Van Lepar because he's width and his pace. And then I'd maybe bring Burnie. Because mm. he obviously he's a bit more fa- Again, he's that's another one which is... Instead mm. of James I think Henry. it's signing people for a million pounds because Burn was a million, right? Yes, I, I believe Savile so. Was. I think the, the, the Savile point, before we draw a line under that, 
I think there's a player there for me. I mean, he was he was a, a, a lot of potential at um, Chelsea. And the season we went up, he was particularly good for Brentford. A little bit concerned in terms of Price's involvement. And I think Jacket's not, clearly not a fan. So he's got to use him. But if not, then I think Wallace would... Surely there'd be a place there for him. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it's not for the first time. All of us are questioning some of the decisions that Jacket's making, but hopefully next season. But I'm disappointed we don't get the chance to see what Wallace is capable of this year. With Wallace, I mean, I think when he first joined, I kind of touted him, I guess, as sort of the heir apparent to Dave Edwards, just because same position. Wallace at the start of his career, mm. Dave Edwards is on sort of towards the end of his career in that sort of regard. And then he plays him left wing half a dozen times. After you know, he didn't have a great preseason mm. through injury and whatnot, Wallace. But the best game he had for Wolves was when we probably played Preston away, when he played in the centre. It's like you know, I, I don't fully get it a lot of the time. And I know, you know, there's obviously more things that go on behind the scenes, and you know, I'd much say I'd much rather see Jed Wallace play one in five games or one in four games. In sent you know, an attacking mid, and you know, show his quality, then lump him out on the left wing. All the fans got on his back because he's crap there because he doesn't have the pace. You know, it, again, no mm. one comes out well in that mm. situation. And these these loan deals as well, I, I get it, and and you could make an argument with Graham, for example. But some of these players that are going out on loan, they surely should have made their mind it, up on these yeah. players by now. They're not kids, and some of them, particularly in Wallace's example, had played. Football for it's like Evans as well for mm-hmm. me. He's had Evans really, for a long time yeah. now. Either loan him out or sell him on if you don't think he's right. Because Southall and Wallace are players who, yeah, they're young, but they're not like 17, 18 no, years no, It's no. not like with Horse and I know Graham's slightly older, mm. but you know, loaning those out so they get first team experience. Mm. If you Wolves aren't a big club, if we're spending a million pounds on a young player. Yeah. I'm expecting them to deliver fairly mm. quickly and not... And, you know, they're not going out on loan to Millwall, you know, for them to get first-team experience. It's for them to book up their ideas. And that's not a good thing if you've invested mm. X amount of money in them. Back on to Reading, yeah, Siggy. Uh, full 90 minutes mm. for him. Perhaps should have scored a goal or was unlucky to not to score one particular chance. How did he do on Saturday for his first full 90? a fair few people have said he was man of the match as well, so mm. that's quite impressive, but... Yeah, I, th- I think just the ga- the game itself. I think mm. no one came out with yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah, I think anybody anybody who put a bit of effort. In, I think he was the only one that actually put effort in. So I think anybody who put a bit of effort in could have got man of the match. Mm. So, but he was good. I mean, he tried a few things and I was a few fancy flick over his heads. And but I think that's just Siggy in general. Mm. That's the style of football. But um, yeah, I, was, I want him to get his first goal because mm. you see a lot of things on Twitter as well. Like everybody's like for us, instance, we big him up a little bit, and then you'll get like the reply as well. He's a striker and he's not scoring goals, and so I think pl- yeah, he's barely played. I mean, that's my kind of thing. Is I mean, he's played what three games since coming back from injury after being out for a significantly mm. long period of time, and you know he hasn't done a lot in the under twenty ones either, as mm. far as I'm aware. He's no. basically come. I mean, he's had beyond Dorf Swensley and stuff like that. But he has basically just come straight into the first team mm. and, you know, he hasn't done a terrible job. Was he lucky not to score that goal? I think he was like a late block, wasn't yeah, it, right yeah, at the end? Yeah, would, it been, would it have been a good goal, as everyone makes out to be, if it had 
gone in. I think so, yeah, and I think he's he's itching for that first goal. I think he'll do wonders for his confidence. Mm. And I think mm. once he actually gets that first goal, you will see maybe a few more start to tick off the list mm. as well. So I think once he gets one, he might get about yeah. five towards the end of the season. Fingers so, crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, any, any thoughts on Sigurd? Yeah, I think it, it was his best performance since he's come back. I know he's, he's only played a few games. Um, but promising, but cautious as well. Yeah. Because yeah. We, 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 you know, we've had a couple of false dawns with him where he's come back into the side and he's faded out. Um, but yeah, promising. Um, so yeah, we've, we, we want it to work for him, so let's hope so. But the signs are good, but... We'll see. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other players, uh, Ebank Sandell, some people saying he had another good game. Yeah, he's quite, really yeah, quite solid. Yeah. Sort of solid at the back. And I think that's, if Williamson is to come in, don't drop him, because obviously he's quite young. I mean, he's mm. not young, like you say, 17, 18, but he's quite young. Still, yeah. I mean, Danny Bath's like, what, 26 now? So he's not exactly... Yeah, he's 25, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, 24, yeah. 26. So he's not exactly young. So I think mm. he's near enough at his peak of his career in maybe a few years. But I think Ebank Sandell's significantly... A bit younger, so if we are going to bring Williamson in, don't drop Ewan Clandell and like sh- shun to his progression basically mm. because we have got a good player there. So he seems to get mixed opinions still, Ewan Clandell. I think yeah. Ben on the podcast mentioned last week about Van the Parra saying that fans have already made up their minds on certain players. They could have a string of good games. Once I have that bad game, it's oh, right. Yeah. I always, I always take that person. Do you think he's another one that people perhaps have got their minds made up on him and they're just waiting for him to make a mistake so they can. I think kind he's, of slaughter him as it were. I think there's a number. I think like Dave Edwards as well. Dave Edwards kind of one game. Nobody really notices. He has one one bad game, and then it's like you're the worst midfielder. Yeah, in the world, worst yeah. midfielder. Or getting at the club. Same as Ivan Clendell. I mean, I've probably slagged him off quite a lot on Twitter as well when he's pissed me off. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's one of those. As soon as he makes a mistake, everybody's like, "Oh, on his back, on his back." Whereas you notice that League One season, Richard Steen was constantly wiping Danny Bath's off all season. And like I think he makes a mistake, and I think because he's quite a fan's favourite, fans will just uh, let go. He's See, I don't. I think the tides. The tide has turned with Danny Vaughan. Pretty recently. much, yeah. Yeah. It's been the last few weeks. People have been it's saying, been really, yeah, like it's it, it's getting to an, like, another level, isn't mm, it? You, I, mean, I think you're probably losing the fact the whole Briley Hill thing has probably kept him in the mm. the fans' hearts for a little while. But I think. Patience has certainly run mm. run thin, and I mean we mentioned Hawes earlier. I, I think he's probably potentially our best centre half. Um, so I think yeah, Landell. I'm with Alex. I've criticised him because he has had some poor performances mm. and his concentration's been poor. But that's something that does happen with young centre halves. So of recent late, uh, he's he's been he's been good. I think that I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to hopefully Danny Bath coming mm. out the side, and I think Jackie couldn't be bold enough to drop his captain because mm. he's done it before. And we've got Williamson, who we can't make the, mm. you know, no one can make the argument that oh well, we won't have a leader because mm. he's going to bring. I don't in. think Danny Bath's actually that good of a captain anyway. No. Let's hold it for Preston because this is one of the yeah. points we're going to pick up for Preston. Um, Nathan Byrne, he's alive. He gets picked. Mm, yeah. How did he do for his ten minute cameo? Um, you didn't really notice him to be honest. So mm. You can't really. Blow him up by his arse that much, but he he done okay. I mean, he, show, he showed a little bit of promise, but within the time he had and the way the game was, I'm not say after five minutes the game was dead. Mm. So he nobody really stood out, and yeah, you kind of itching. I mean, there's a lot of like, some people are saying, "Oh, really try and really try and really try," and then some people are saying, "He's not doing anything." Yeah, he's not yeah. doing anything when he's got his chances. So yeah, where do you go from that one, really? So all in all, we're reading then a nil-nil draw. 
perhaps a fair result on paper, but we should uh, like not to the extent of Bolton, but perhaps three points was there. Yeah, take. three yeah. points was lost. Mm. Yeah. So we're all waiting for early bird to come up, and if you don't know what early bird is, it's when Wolves do an offer to allow you to renew your season ticket, for perhaps a a cheaper than you would do if you paid for full price. But there's been a lot of um, disillusionment, let's use that word, from Wolves fans with how the season's been going, saying that perhaps they're not going to renew their early bird this year. Um, do we all have season tickets here? Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah. As your gut feeling at the moment, with early bird that hasn't come around at the moment, are you going to renew or not, Rye? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I'm not sure, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I think for me this season, it's the first time... I've, I've ever done it. Um, there's been a couple of midweek games where I haven't gone. I've, there are a bit of reasons behind it, sort of, you know, personal reasons. It's been a busy year um, for myself, so it's not always been that easy to get to the games. But that in itself, to even have in my mind this year, kind of really has, has bothered me, that it's mm. concerned me that I've not really been that excited. I mean, I used to be someone who... On a match day, I'd be up early, I'd be excited, mm. I'd be doing celebrations in the front room, I would be <laughs> so physically up for a game. And it wasn't always down to how well we were doing, it was just the whole experience. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere, I, of the the game. atmosphere yeah. was there, but I found it a chore this year, I genuinely have. Mm. And yeah, I won't put a personal note on it, but to kind of add a bit of clarity... It's not as important as much as it used to be, and I think there's something missing. And people I speak to are much the same, and we probably hear apathy spoken so much. And I was chatting to people on, on Twitter, and the people I see, and it's it's only replicated from what we see off the pitch as well. Mm. It seems a real disconnection with the fans and the club, and I'm probably just one of many who. Mm. who sitting on the fence at the moment and, and perhaps might not renew. Mm. Rich, what's your good feeling at the moment? <sighs> I'll probably renew, yeah. but most of us won't be happy. Um, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the price of a season ticket isn't that bad. Mm. Um, I think for me this season in the South Bank, it was £350 and that was with an early bird. Mm. And for how much it works out for 24 games, I think if you to make any money on... Like you're essentially a season ticket as long as you kind of don't miss any more than seven games I worked mm. out um, I think this year for me it's been the first it's like being like the first or second year after I had a break when I went to uni but I've missed a few more games this season just because you know life I think, uh, yeah I yeah. think yeah. Kind of, as you sort of get older you have more commitment mm. so like when I was 16 you know, I didn't have anything else going on at the weekend, or mm. you know, whereas now, you know, there's a million other things that happen. Um, but you are right. I mean, the club did a hell of a lot after we got relegated to kind of bridge the gap with the fans again and try and create a really positive atmosphere around the club. And it sort of seems to be going back to how it was mm. a couple of years ago now, and it's a real shame. Um, was a part of that because. The, the, the club almost were trying to reboot themselves. They had almost a brand new squad and we've got used to this squad so much now that that kind mm. of, um, mm. in a sense, that connection between that set of players is... If, if a brand new squad came again, 
you might feel energised by it. But I think that's, that's a good point, no, yeah. I think, I think there's definitely sort of a lot of momentum mm. going into the last season. But, you know, it's easy to forget that two years ago we were playing in League One. Mm. And Yoris don't... Yoris can kind of wipe that and think, oh, we've been just in the Championship, it's fine. And, you know, last season we were on such sort of a momentum, sort mm. of the last sort of second half of the season with that sort of prom- late promotion charge... And it kind of almost swept fans off their feet. And you're like, mm. well, this year we can do it. We, you know, we, we missed out on goal difference. And then players left, players got injured. Mm. You know, the club was up for sale, which has probably had a bit of an effect mm. as well because that's just kind of broken kind of quite a few mm. links within the club. And then, you know, I mean, I'll probably, I'll, I'll renew, um, I think. And... Because I like I like going to mm. the games at the end of the day, and you know, it's experience. Yeah, isn't it? you know, everything about it. You know, it's you know. It's, Let's you get know. Alex. Alex, what what's your feeling at the moment? Um, yeah, probably will. Yeah, I mean, I don't like you say. Obviously, as you get older, I'm only 21 at the moment, so it's quite it's still quite a big part. I mean, I've had a home and away season ticket since I was five years old, so it's been like haven't missed an away game since 2008, and. Things like that, so it kind of like sets you know. I've got as soon as the tickets go on sale, you budget your life around it and think, well, I'll take that out and take this out and take that mm-hmm. out. But yeah, I mean, this year, like, like I said, it's been such a chore. I mean, especially the away games as well. You just wake up and you wake up about seven o'clock, and think, oh, I can't be asked to get on that train. <laughs> I really can't be asked. And I guess some of that is going to be the performances on the pitch yeah. and what's been going on in the club because if it was last season. With the momentum going, to hopefully yeah. get the playoffs. You are perhaps more like, and it was quite could be another week today, oh. could be another push towards it. And he was like, for instance, the Premier League sides, and he was quite excited, maybe getting upset at say like Chelsea or whatever. And then he came pleased when he actually put in a good performance against one of the top teams and things like that. And then you lose like four three at Man City, and you think, oh, what a performance! And then you go to Reading and you draw nil nil, and you think, God, me, that was boring. Yeah, I think you can cope with a lot as a football fan, and. I can co-watch and Wolves lose, mm. but as long as you can look at those players and think mm. they've given their all. So like that Man City one's a great example. Yeah. You know, I can cope with all. Like I remember us losing to Arsenal two 0 at home and thinking, you know, we were all, we were unlucky there, and it was mm. great to see eleven players in a Wolves top give everything and leave nothing on that. It's pitch. similar to like that night when we beat Liverpool at Anfield on Wednesday mm. night. You come back and you're proper proud to be a Wolves fan. He's like, yeah. God, that's one. And it's that that night was probably one of the best nights we've ever had. And then you have like nights like that, four days like that. And then you have Middlesbrough away. Yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. away on a Tuesday night. And you got George Savile on left wing, and you're thinking, yeah, there, there almost haven't been many moments this season where you can sort of hang your hat on, hat on and say, oh, "I'm proud of that team." And, and excites you for next season. Yeah, I like guess. I mean, you think last season for four three against Leeds, hmm. you know. That was an insane game. Looking back on it, but like the four, um, four one away against Huddersfield and things yeah, like that. Like you know, really exciting games and exciting performances. And then this year, I think from the, the date the, since the game the season started, you've just been kind of wishing for it to end mm, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, all season it's just been disappointment after disappointment. And there's been there's been some things that have gone against Wolves that they can't have helped. Injuries, for example, yeah. and players mm. that they've lost. But I think they can work their way around that. I mean, we yeah. lost Dico quite early. And then, obviously, I know he brought Lafondre in and things like that, but obviously, you look at the other players he's brought in, like Grant Holt, and you think, really? Grant mm. Holt, really? 
you want you want to get playoffs and you bring Granite Holt in. Mm. Like well, so, Ojo, I mean, yeah, I Ojo, exactly. And you're thinking the Ojo one really annoyed me. Thinking that you had Graham and you just brought Wallace in. You got really mm. young, talented players, and then you bring some eighteen-year-old from Liverpool. You thinking he hasn't played. Yeah, I think as well. It's for me. It's never been about the glory. It can't be about the glory for any no. of us, or we wouldn't be Wolves supporters. It's quite simple. It's we're not in it for the glory. And when we're in the Premier League, we do have some good times, but. The way I always used to be is I never went to see Man United. I never went to see Liverpool. It was always the same team. Mm. I only went to see Wolves, and that would be the same if we were playing Port Vale at home or Port or you know, or one of the top sides, you know, or Man United or Man City. And yeah. yes, the atmosphere is different and the attendance is different, but you're still going for that experience because it's what you do. And it sounds so corny and cheesy, but you do. But at those times, even when perhaps we weren't in the top flight, there may have still been something within the experience, bit the atmosphere of the mm. game, a general feeling of the club that okay, well these players they might not be the best, but they're working there off mm. just you know to to get things right. So you do live for for the moments and the good times, but also you want to kind of know that you're going in good faith that even if things aren't working out right now there's something there for mm. next season and right now there's such a cloud of uncertainty that many of us and I speak to people who haven't renewed and they don't miss it and that's such a shame mm. but I, remember, I get um, it you know um, Adam Thompson wrote a blog quite yeah. recently about he didn't renew I can't remember it was the Villa game when recent. we lost when yeah. Robbie Keane scored the double so yeah, the season we went down yeah um, so, I mean, since then we've sort of suffered a relegation and promotion mm. and missed out last season. This season, he said, I just don't, he just doesn't miss it anymore. And it's a, oh, it must be such an odd feeling. I mean, mm. when I went to university, I didn't have a season ticket for three seasons. And I went, mm. I think, about six games a season or something when I was back mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's great fun to go and see. Mm. But it wasn't like I was in the middle of October or whatever, thinking and seeing Wolves on, like, you know, it's three pm on a Saturday, and Wolves were at home, thinking, "I wish I was there." And you know, I think it's, everyone's different. Mm. Um, you just see, you see the attendances now, and like, I mean, seventeen thousand against Bolton, and then what? Four years ago, he's going twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand mm. on roughly the same night, and that might have been against Bolton. I was going to say, the with that, it's, it's not even like to do with ticket prices. I don't think because yeah. I think actually, the majority of tickets at Wolves are actually fairly mm. decently priced. I people just think. And but people and just don't yeah. care and they're not mm. bothered about going because Wolves aren't doing enough to get people to mm. the games on the pitch and yeah. that's probably linked to... And they keep trying all like, these ticket schemes and things like that and, yeah. the, and then the, the market's like 22, 23, 24,000 mm. and they're bragging, oh there's 24,000 here today and you're thinking, you go back five, six years ago in the McCarthy era when we were in the Championship and we were winning the Championship it was like kind of cold Tuesday night against Norwich you were like 22,000. But I guess it, yeah. if you are building a the season, you are going to get more people you were, too. I mean, You'll get the people who stay away. Yeah. But I guess if we weren't, people may have seen what happened last season and thought, right, we've got a chance to build on that this season. Hasn't happened so much. And because, like, Rice, there's so much like the own situation, players have got injured, players have gone, people are perhaps like, what's going to happen next season? But, and but, is there yeah. for my interest still? Still there, but sorry, Dave. What I was going to mention there, but the ticket price is a point because I think was it the previous year where Bradford had an incentive where they offered tickets at a great price and they had uh, a huge assault, number. Assault, assault, 149 pounds for a season. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and there you go. So 
it it can happen, you know. Why don't if if the post to be listening to this have an incentive, I don't know, eighteen seventy seven. What about one hundred eighty seven pounds seventy seven for mm. a season? So, so it to catch the imagination, really, because as as Alex referred to, the gimmicks of 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 fam, you know, I don't want to call a family ticket a gimmick because we can go on a whole different level, and we're all probably listening to ticket price talk with the Liverpool thing at the moment, mm. and we want to attract families there, but surely a flat rate up front for season ticket holders because it's like what Birmingham used to get criticised for it devalued a season ticket because there were so many incentives it during is, the yeah. season so get it right at the start and, mm. and charge 150 200 I know they haven't got the money the Premiership's got let's be a bit different and I think it's the whole I mean we've, I think the Blues game is our 17th game that's been moved this season either by just date changes to yeah, 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 it's it's a big yeah, yeah and yeah. I think that just literally put off and it's like What's the point, mate? Mm, yeah. And you're thinking, I'm not going if because he's going to be moved on telly or mm. and things like the Bolton game that got moved within like two, three weeks before. That was and, ridiculous. Yeah. And then the, the Wolves just realised, oh, okay. And then to, for 17 games, we only play for 46, and 17 of those have been moved. And there's probably going to be more after that as well because mm. that's only April. So you're probably going to get some in late April. And then, so yeah, I think the Sky have got a lot to move in games like Middlesbrough. We could have oh, probably took about ridiculous. Lasses. We could have probably took about a thousand, maybe eight hundred on mm-hmm. a Saturday, um, and on the same price, it's thirty-two quid, and it went to Batten and Eyelid. But then when they charge thirty-two quid on a Friday night, three-hour coach journey, day off work for most people as well, maybe mm. lose money. It's on telly as well, and, yeah. and then the bottom line is it's on telly. You, I mean, I think Tim Spire said it. It's fifty-seven quid with the official coach travel, before other expenses as well, and then you think. It's on telly for free. So, I mean, so. I think sort of at the end of the day, people go when the team's doing well or playing well. And I think um, with Wolves as well, we've got about 300 diehard, maybe myself and Stu as well, that will literally go, go what, yeah. we'll go whatever the mm. circumstances yeah. as well. So they always know. I mean, I tried to, I put someone on Twitter the other day, like, Borough would have been the perfect time to maybe boycott a game mm. and really, like Cardiff did with Leeds last season, mm. and really, like, but. Yeah, you'll still get people go. I guess yeah. there's a lot of other factors. You know, there's, there's personal factors as well, and people with finances yeah. and events coming up that will persuade it. Just to quickly wrap up this book, because I think we could talk forever mm. about oh, yeah, this book, like, mm. a whole podcast yeah. itself <laughs> about it. Roy mentioned about the. Uh, I think, we, and we've also mentioned about the connection between the fans and the club. Mm. Is there anything that you could think of that Wolves perhaps would need to do now for the in the, and, and throughout the summer for the rest of it to try and entice? People back apart from the obvious things of buying, say, buying players and investing. I was gonna, I was gonna say playing a bit better. Yeah, um, but is there any kind of quick wins you think Wolves could do? Because you know, if Wolves now advertise early bird is one hundred eighty-seven pounds, they would say we're we're stealing that. Yeah, we're taking. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all outside pointing. Yeah, I love this photo of Rob. We want our credit back. We want our credit back. But why not? Yeah, why not? Um I suppose transparency yeah. is it, the key. And just yeah. and, I think Stoke offered that. something. There's like three like, travel to the away games as well. Didn't mm. they do that for the whole season? Yeah, the whole and season. Did, haven't Swansea done something this season where they've but subsidised part of the away travel? Yeah, for yeah. yeah. Uh, just on that though, I may, I may stand to be corrected on this. I think, isn't that a Premier League incentive? That there's an initiative that they can do that so they can subsidise oh, travel. Know. A lot of Premier League clubs do it. I know Man City yeah, always do it. Because Man City are yeah. obviously like a top team. They'll get charged like 70, 80 pound. And my mate's Man City fan. He says, he only, he, on his ticket, he'll say 56, 70 pound. 
and then he's only paid 30, so Man City are quite good with their ticket yeah. scheme. I think they've got like And I think Wolves are just. They've, I think they've just lost their way with the fans. I think the relationship that was there, I think it's just gone now. Would, would we be saying that if Wolves were in top six? Realistically. No, no but then there'd be more. There would be a better atmosphere around yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always. It always it, comes it's, back it's to on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but as I mentioned earlier. Sometimes when you're doing well, the fans aren't particularly harmonious. Mm. You know, there's lots of examples of clubs where they're doing well, but the fans are out of touch with the mm. board and vice versa. So, I mean, it's like my dad. He, I mean, he's he's 50 now, and he had a season ticket for years. And then I could ask him. He hasn't had a season ticket now for about four years. I could ask him a question: Where are we in the league? He probably wouldn't be able to say who's in the league, who's what, who's in the team. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And I think there's mm. that many people now that are so out of harmony with the team. Mm. I think. It's really hard to get those players back now. So maybe we want to ponder over the next few weeks because I guess on the pitch is the main thing, but off the pitch, perhaps no kind of suggestions come. Yeah, to I think I think definitely the idea of transparency, whether it's about sort of the takeover stuff, where things are standing, mm. that you know, anything, anything is to catch the imagination. I yeah. think. So on Saturday, Wolves are at home to Preston North End. Preston are fourteenth in the table; they're only one point behind us. Uh, they uh, the last game they won two one at home to Huddersfield. They've only won lost one in their last seven league games, was, and they're undefeated in the last two. I was going to say I thought Preston were a lot lower, but I they thought they were in the relegation zone. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh. <laughs> well, this is going to change the whole yeah. section for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, so the demon, no, the, so the demon go okay. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I thought they'd perhaps be one of those relegation candidates once again this season. Mm. Um, do we have anything else about Preston? I know, obviously, early in the season, one all, late last minute Kevin McDonald mm. goal. But apart from that, again, Preston doing far better than I thought they were. Yeah, um, fair play to them. I mean, because they were a newly promoted team um, from last season. Um, I mean, they were. I'm scratching around like you because I. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, they, they were. <laughs> I thought it was so well. A bit more reason. No, but. Um, to Bedford, possibly. No. I think he's still no, isn't he? oh yeah, he's still, still there. Still there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they he always were real, scores against. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were a real staple of the championship a few years mm. ago. They got relegated, and I think it's nice to see them back in the division because they're a proper old-fashioned yeah. club, aren't they? I mean, I was going to say one player. I don't know if he plays or not, but according to one foot, my one football app, um, and as uh, Lindergaard of Man United. Now that might there. have been a recent one. I don't know how long there. he's been there. Yeah. Chris Kirkland's there. So didn't anyone, he got, didn't. Lindergaard go to West Bromwich at the start of the season. I'm sure there's someone. Yes, yeah, there. Someone will tell us. Yeah. Someone will clarify yeah. that for us. Uh, no, that's right. Literally, don't have any kind of really well-known players. And anyone else see the league table with Wolves? How consistently <laughs> inconsistent, inconsistent we yeah. are. Ten wins, ten draws, ten defeats. It's just a shame. I mean, we're one. If we'd have scored one more goal, if we'd have beaten. Um, Bolton, for yeah. yeah. No, not Bolton. It would have been sort of a game we'd won. Um, so if we'd been Brighton 2 0, we'd have also scored 40 and conceded 40 as well. So we'd have had zero goal difference. Oh, we're so perfect. So, yeah. so for but those it's... obsessive compulsive times, yeah. Yeah, we're a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pulling the but, hair out. Yeah, yeah. that. You know, it's. I think it just says a lot about it's some our season, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? But we're bang on. We're pretty much bang on mid table. We can I've literally you don't know what result you're gonna get each week. Mm. It you know, it's you've got a one in three chance of whatever. You know, I remember seeing someone say on Twitter, Oh well, Wolves are gonna get relegated at this form. 
No, we won't. Nah. We 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 we, we evidently won't <laughs> just because of how <laughs> solid. I think we're actually fifteen points above relegation. Yeah, I mean, like... as I said, I think you need about fifty points to yeah. be clear for relegation. So in Wolves' terminology, that's win, lose, draw, like three times over. You know, it's about in about seven games yeah. we'll have kind of hit the fifty points. I can't see us getting another, you know, catching up 10 points mm. to uh, Wednesday at this point. But. Uh, team selection. Um, let me talk about what I mentioned Ooh. before. Is this the moment this weekend where Kenny Jackett makes the ball call and drops Danny Bart Hopefully. instead of Mike Williamson? Because Danny Bart, I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week, was all, and I think Ben mentioned it as well, was almost the face of the revival in League One. He, he was. was the face of the, the yeah. young squad coming through. They kind of built it around him. Didn't yeah, they? Oh. he's a Briley Hill boy. He's a local lad that's come through the academy. He's going to lead into a new generation. And up until a few weeks ago, that was kind of still there. Yeah. And now there's been weeks of criticism. I think Tim Spears kind of almost um, suggested this earlier on the week as well. Do you think this could be the moment that Williamson and also perhaps becomes captain? I don't think so because I think Kenny Jackett is that stubborn. He'll end up dropping. Ebank Landil, and I think oh, he's that yeah. he's that stubborn. And he'll do something stupid like that mm. and drop Ebank Landil <coughs> and bring him in, or try he'll try he'll end up bringing somebody like Des Landers in, or putting like Matt Doherty there as well. Like, mm. yeah, it's really strange, but I don't, yeah, I can't see him making Williamson captain mm. straight off the bat, even if I think it's a decent move in that regards. Potentially, like, it could be, like, I don't know, over the summer. Mm. Um, but who else would be captain? That well, that's what I was point. thinking. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Edwards, who else is you'd a guarantee? You'd have had Edwards. Yeah. McDonald, but I don't yeah. think he's emotionally mature enough. But this cool team, uh, there are no leaders. Like Co- yeah. I, mean, no, I, think, Co- I think that's the most telling thing about yeah. a lot You've of You've Cody opening his mouth and telling, I mean, I, I think it was the um, Bolton game. And obviously, I was sitting in the North Bank, and he came over and he was telling, he was pushing Danny Bath about it. He said, "You stand there, you stand there." So he showed a little bit of leadership skills. He'd probably make Kimi captain, to be honest. But I don't mm. really see, like you say, I think towards the end of last season when Bath got injured, Stearman really came out of his shell, and mm. but obviously football reasons. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I would like to see Danny Bath dropped, and I think that would be a real wake-up call for some yeah. fans. I mean, my kind of thing is a lot of our play is coming out through him at the back. Mm. And so much of it is just who falls yeah. to, mm. you know. And I mean, Sigurdsson's great, yeah. You know, the amount of flick-ons he's winning is great. But there's nobody but else there. there yeah. I mean, Bolton and you know a couple of the other games. It's just becoming, you know, it's tough to it, watch. It's embarrassing at yeah. one yeah, point. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, you're not seeing what you're doing here, and you're clearly hearing the fans. I'm not saying we need to play like Barcelona, mm. but. Or Leicester. Yeah. Or Leicester. <laughs> well, Leicester get those balls over the top perfectly. It's just, yeah, that's kind of, true, just kind of go a bit wayward. Is um, that playing a style of football, though, that suits the current crop of players? Because we don't have people like Dicko, Saka, and Afobi, and we can't play that style of football. I don't think so. Because so the, we're, we're but we're not wait. even doing this style of football no. effectively. Yeah, yeah. That's what frustrates <laughs> me the most. I could, cope, I could cope with us going route one or long ball or direct or however you want to describe it. As long as we did it well. Yeah. But the fact is that if we're not doing that, then, you know, we might he's as well just go home. He's hoofing the ball up to, like, nobody. And the yeah. one that really stood out to me was the QPR game, as I said last time I was on. Mm. And he was hoofing these balls up to somebody who was, like, five foot nothing against two six foot five defenders. Mm. And he was just constantly doing it, constantly, constantly. And you're thinking, is Kenny Jacket watching the same game as me? Like, mm. Or is he just handing his pocket to kick in the floor? I mean, the thing like is, does? it's clear that they're being told to do that because two seasons ago in League One, admittedly it was League One and it was dire. 
But we play the ball out from the back. Even Bartwood, who isn't technically that great, mm. he had the time and whatever. But every goal kick, he'd be on the corner of the penalty box with Stearman to pick up the ball. And we just don't do that now. And yeah, there's a you know, there's an argument to say, well, we don't have a really quick centre forward like Griffiths or Dicko or Phobia or whoever to mm. kind of stretch that back line when they get the ball. But it feels like you know, it must be coming from yeah. the management and it's not just Bart doing it. Um, I'd like to see him get dropped and I think he probably needs it, but I don't think it's going to no. happen. Um, Mason, Savile, do you think Mason might get a return? I think Mason will start. I'd like him to see the same formation, as I said earlier, as he played on Saturday, but obviously bring Price in for Savile and then maybe Burn for Henry. Because in that formation, you need two fast wingers. And perhaps give the service to Siggy. Mm, yeah, and put Siggy up front. I was going to say, the thing I can't find kind of quite perplexing about that is we go and spend three million on a attacking midfielder. And then you change And the then formation. we switch to a formation where you don't need an attacking midfielder. I think that, that is the point we have got to the point where and Kenny Jacket does, does not have a clue anymore. I'm not, I mean, I'm happy with us playing 4 3 3. I'm happy, you know, when we, if the system works, it works, fair enough. I'm happy for us to go four two three one, and we have an attacking midfielder. But why have we gone and spent, you know, mo- like mm. a lot of money? You know, Jacket's most expensive signing. Would, would it be right? I would go as far as saying that. Yeah, that could be right. Yeah, I think I it is. someone tell us if it's wrong. I'm yeah. sure we are wrong. Yeah, that could be his biggest signing. So that would be his biggest signing at Wolves, at the very least. That's scary. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Oh. I think what but I've got again, <laughs> so you, and then you say after one game, right? No, we're going to switch to a formation which you're clearly not suited to. What's the logic? Mm. I think that what I'd like. To, I know he's injured at the time, but the partnership I'd really like to see Zyro and Sigurdsson. Mm. Yeah, and they could really work off each other. But obviously he's injured, so mm. yeah, I'll stick to FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll imagine it in my yeah. mind. <laughs> uh, let's do predictions then for mm. Preston. Alex, what's your gut telling you now on this Tuesday night recording for Wolves versus Preston? 1 1. 1 1. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. <laughs> Rich? 1 0. 1 0. Sigurd or something. What a dream that would be. What a dream. And he's just the bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, prediction and celebration um, for Siggy. We'll add okay. it to the list. Okay, we'll go 1 0. Sigurd's and obviously to score yeah. for the purpose of this. And we're getting to, going to the corner flag in a least shot, sort of Elvis type lean back. I don't think he's got the old Man United collar yeah. that he could use, but he could do a bit of Elvis yeah. jiving in no. the corner. Yeah, and he's quite cool for it. He could maybe play with his hair I mean, and yeah. do that. And um, yeah, I think okay. that'd be nice. There we go. So two more to add to the list of celebrations. There we go. No do it. Which one will he do though? If he scores. <laughs> That'll be the moment. Or he won't do any of them. I reckon no. he's just going to go absolutely mental. Yeah. And he'll <laughs> get spire, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love it to go get spire. He's not just kicking it in drag to the boarding. Much to his latter, his latter and just scoring it. Yeah. And then yeah. walk back to the yeah. halfway line. I was going to say, it's been so long since I've seen Siggy score. He just, he just do a celebration, doesn't he? He's, yeah, not, he's like, not someone who's like, kind of, like McDonald's. He's kind of like, yeah, I've scored. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, I think he gives it a bit of a big one, which you know we're a big fan of. Uh, I'm going to go for a. Uh, I'm going to say two new wolves. We should be beating Preston, really. I say should. I'm going to go for a, a two new wolves. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say Siggy for at least one of them. Well, it has to be one of them. Yeah. So, 
Uh, and that's where we'll leave this week's Wolves Fancast. Thanks very much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Just search for Wolves Fancast. Pinterest, I've realised. Yeah, we have got a Pinterest page. It's barely updated. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just, just search for Wolves Fancast on those channels and you'll find us there. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Make sure you check out our Fancast special interview with Dave Edwards. It's on our SoundCloud page and iTunes. Again, search for Wolves Fancast. And why not subscribe and download uh, Wolves Fancast on iTunes as well. We'll be back next week to review that game against Preston. Any midweek games next week? No, it's the week after. Good. Yeah. So it would just be Preston next week. Uh, so we're all off to go and have our pancakes now, as it's pancake <laughs> day. Uh, so for this week, it's bye from Roy. Goodbye. Bye from Alex. Rich. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> bye from Alex. Bye. And bye from me. See you next time. <laughs>